Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the second season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Today's episode is Shanghai, which at the time of release was under the special named You Wish, an event in which you, the viewer, could call in during the episode and vote to see which character by the end of the episode would receive the final wish from the Flying Dutchman. It was a it was a massive event on Nickelodeon, one of SpongeBob's biggest, his one of his big first ones that he's had. And I couldn't do this episode alone because we're dealing with an episode that has multiple endings, multiple choice, and I had to bring on multiple people. So uh, from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated Project, I brought on Skylar and Brandon of Truman Pictures once again to join me on this extra special episode. So we're not going to waste a lot of time. We're actually going to jump right into the episode. But if you would like to follow Truman Pictures or any of their social media or any of the social media regarding the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated Project, which is premiering this year, then you can look into the podcast description, the video description, all of the links that you will need are right in the description below. So we're going to take a quick break before we hop right into the episode of Shanghai with Skylar and Brandon. Big one. Take us behind those rocks. Moving behind the rocks. Keep going. You're good. You're good. You're good. And stop. Don't worry, Captain. We'll buff out those scratches. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. With Shanghai coming up next on the show, it is an episode that it's a bit bigger than you would think because on its own, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But when it first aired on television, Shanghai was actually a part of a bigger event on SpongeBob, you know, Nickelodeon television known as You Wish. Uh, there was a big promotion around it. Nickelodeon ran commercials uh, for for weeks ahead of the episode's premiere, with the gimmick being that the viewers would get to call in and vote on, I don't know, the end of the episode, which character would get a wish. 
Um, and surrounding this episode, there was a lot of Patchy the Pirate, who we've already been introduced to this season, but this was just another big patchy moment on television. There was a legitimate phone number that you could call and cast your vote as to which character would get the final vote of the episode. Um, since that first airing, though, a lot of that footage has just not only disappeared, but also the extra votes of those characters. The winning vote was told to just become the canonical ending and then would be on future airings of what is now known as Shanghai. Um, so doing this episode was not just enough to have myself and all of these multiple choice endings. I had to bring on multiple people and they picked this episode themselves. I welcome back to the show a part of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie rehydrated project, Skylar and Brandon. Thank you guys. Hello. Thank you, Captain Eric. Hello. Oh man. Thanks for that having was a mouthful. Us, man. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys are fun. I, I, I love that you picked, like I knew the second you guys picked this episode a year ago, I was like, Oh, they picked a good one to come back on. <laughs> I do. I, I, you know, uh, we had a few options. I remember one of the first options we had uh, was um, Survival of the Idiots. And I really <laughs> almost picked that one because, you know, nothing is more quoted between me and my sister uh, than, you know, who you call him Pinhead. Uh, and then <laughs> and, and one of the things I also quote a lot, anytime I say maybe, I go, maybe it's her fur. <laughs> and the little, like, squirrel, like, like, um, I've done that so much. My girlfriend has started saying that. Like she start, she does the maybe, maybe it's her. Oh, Sponge, SpongeBob <laughs> quotes are contagious. That's why SpongeBob is the greatest like internet meme. Oh yeah, giver there is. Definitely. Well, so when I rewatched Shanghai right now, I started like losing it because oh, yeah. I mean, Brandon and I in high school, we there's one line we quoted a ton, <laughs> but one line I quote so much I totally forgot it was in this episode is Patrick's. Um, uh, it seems we've reached an impasse. <laughs> anytime, anytime we have like decisions to make and we can't, you know, we, we like we can't come to the right conclusion. Whether it's like what to have for dinner or what movie to watch, I I'll say that to myself. I'll be like, it seems we've reached an impasse. Yeah. yeah, there's so much of my lingo that has come from SpongeBob, yeah. and some of it I feel has happened unconsciously. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. I am not aware that this just has become a thing I say. Yeah, and it, and it makes for like funnier moments when I rewatch the show. Like when I rewatch Shanghai right now, I could not stop laughing when Patrick said that. And it's not like it's the funniest line in the show. It just was like I totally didn't realize it was from that episode. Yeah, so it just caught yeah. me off guard, and I I like lost it. It was so funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, this this show is is absolutely hilarious. It's one of like it's just another home run out of season two. I mean, going through back again, <laughs> it it's not that hard. It's literally the easiest thing in the world to go. All right. I'm watching an episode of SpongeBob and it's season two because <laughs> every episode is just a hit. Yeah, it's I mean, I I truly believe that SpongeBob leading up to that first movie and that first movie, it just is like a perfect TV show. Like, from the TV show into the movie, it is so perfect. And again, that's not to say that the later shows are bad. There are some really great classic moments in those later episodes. It's, and even, like, big meme moments, you know, the the mocking SpongeBob meme and, like, you know, Handsome Squidward is one of the funniest, uh, <laughs> you know. But but you're right. Like, it is just, like, hit after hit after hit yeah, in the, the first few seasons. Uh-huh. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, the, the quality is at an all-time high, and, and this episode was just no different. Just um, 
like the 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 patchy stuff in the edited episode. Now, I guess I think in its first week of Paramount Plus, or I I don't know if they're you know talking about when it was called CBS All Access, but um, at some point of that streaming service, they had pretty much all of the patchy segments intact. They had the full thing pretty much uncut. This was an actual. This was a longer episode. Um, even on its own, running running a bit longer. Wow! Um, but they've they've now butchered all of those uh, segments down to. It's not really a funny intro to Shanghai. It, yeah, it's super um, weird. The, the, <laughs> the patchy stuff throughout the episode is is more of a nuisance than anything else because it's just been so heavily edited for television. I will say, I was telling Brandon though that the one of the funniest bits for me is when it cuts back to Patchy at the end. And he and he has this great line out of nowhere. Maybe maybe it makes more sense in context of the rest of the clip. But when he's like, Are "You boys and girls ready? Because you're gonna walk the plank." And then so he's like, "It's all bad." <laughs> yeah. And then he it, just cracks. Yeah, at that and then moment. it just cuts to the the you know, "We'll be right back." Or yeah. like, you know, like, the the real pirate in him just comes out at that moment in time. He, <laughs> like I, he's no longer a children's television show host. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would say really that you're right. The, that opening patchy stuff would almost put me off to the episode um yeah they really should have just cut that out yeah. they should have just kept the episode as is because uh, it's i don't know it's it's in re-watching it it's embarrassing and knowing that like especially watching it on paramount plus like guys can i just watch this uncut please yeah. i can <laughs> like i can fast forward if i want to yeah um but uh we we get this this whole intro here with spongebob uh, looking for a prize inside of the Kelpo box, uh, which, by the way, apparently doesn't come with a prize. Oh. <laughs> which, unless unless Gary just took it took it before, yeah. I have no idea. It's looking for nothing. I love um, the the whole gag of the baby. The sky had a baby. Was so funny. Oh. Like he's like Squidward. This guy had a baby. That's <laughs> an anchor. And then Patrick's like, "Well, this guy had a baby." Like just the way that SpongeBob and Patrick are like in tune. That's like some of the funniest stuff. And the whole show is just when like they they both have the same ridiculous conclusion. Um, that always like cracks me up. It reminds me of well, me it, and you. It, it's, <laughs> it reminds me of me and you, Brandon. It's easily the it's easily the funniest thing that SpongeBob probably has ever ran over to Squidward's house yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Like what so, was so by yeah? Like why, why, why did he need <laughs> Squidward's like the go-to? You need to tell Squidward. <laughs> yeah, like has has that ever worked out for SpongeBob? Like going to tell Squidward something? Like just... <laughs> no, that's uh, that's the funny part. <laughs> That's why, like, if I was, if I was ever asked, or if I was ever in a in a place where I was, um, I could write for SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, the things I would pitch initially would be episodes where they don't leave those three houses. <laughs> like, everything just happens around Squidward's house. Like, it's just there to annoy Squidward. That, yeah, I mean, that's truly some of the best SpongeBob setups are yeah. are him, like his relationship with Squidward. Jellyfish Jam. Yeah. Uh, I, the employee of the month employee is. Month, yeah. I I love that one. Even though as a kid, I do remember being really frustrated with the way that they like kept getting in each other's way. I was like, oh my god, just stop. But um, but yeah, and like Shanghai is no different. Where it just it opens with like bothering Squidward, and then Squidward having to like make a point. Like, <laughs> like Poor his Squidward. downfall is just he needs to prove SpongeBob. <laughs> like, yeah, there, he he has to be on top of every situation. Like even. 
even when SpongeBob is an expert, you know, I think the only time Squidward leaves him alone is at the grill. Yeah. Oh, mm. for sure. It's like he's he's smart enough to know like I'm not good at that job. You handle it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it's <laughs> so it's like so funny to me just that when you when you trap Squidward with SpongeBob and Patrick, it always becomes like it's comedy gold. Like yeah. I I when they're trapped in the well and then he's like, you know, when Squidward says he's claustrophobic and he's like, oh, that means he's afraid of Santa Claus. And then Patrick's like, ho, ho, ho. Squidward's like, stop, you're scaring him. <laughs> it's like when you when you trap him with those two, it's the perfect like combination of like. Con shell. Oh, con, yeah. yeah, the con shell, the magic conch. Yeah, of course. The imaginary box. Look, it's, it's the thing. Ima- like the oh, yeah, the stooges. box. Yeah, the idiot box. The, you, no matter what situation you put the three stooges in, <laughs> whether or not they're painters or they're electricians or they're plumbers, uh, <laughs> the funny stuff's always going to be the slapstick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, is the slaps, the pokes, the, the you know, hitting of the head with different large objects yeah. that would kill anybody. <laughs> like, So the whole thing is, no matter how long SpongeBob, you know, is on television and how many different hands are writing it or making it, the classic stuff is always going to work. Oh, yeah. Because that's what people fell in love with. Yeah. I would say even, like, um, you have, like, uh, this uh, – you mentioned um, – <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you mentioned the Three Stooges, and I also think of, you know, the Marx Brothers, where it's, like, when you have, the, the like, just these three really strong personalities, like, you know, working – against everyone else or were it like you know or like working against each other like it's just this this great combination and of course marx brothers is more like uh they do they do slapstick but they were always more like the cerebral mm-hmm. like you know dialogue based uh, beastie boys humor and it like <laughs> and it like and it's almost like this it, this great combination of the two spongebob where you have like these incredible slapsticky moments and then also just sometimes the dialogue is like just killer i mean it is so funny the the three the three characters here are essentially the stooges patrick is curly squidward is Mm moe and spongebob is larry like the archetypes are there it works yeah um but in this episode we get like i don't know about you guys i don't know who your favorite is but out of all of the side (laughs) characters that appear on this show Brian Doyle Murray's The Flying Dutchman oh, is, is probably my favorite. He's he's oh so uh like good. Like he's just perfectly <laughs> uh it, it's like Squidward's not one of the funny ones, but he is like the straight man mm-hmm. to these three buffoons, you know. And it, Patrick's my favorite. Uh, yeah, I love Patrick. <laughs> and it, and it like works perfectly because it's like it's like the Flying Dutchman is like being this real it's like SpongeBob, Squidward and Patrick just stumble onto his ship. And they're, like, not part of this world of the Flying Dutchman going around scaring people. Like, you never see him do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not something that's happening it's, to SpongeBob and Patrick and Squidward. Like, they're not part of that world. So he's got his own thing going on, and they, they just, like, waltz into it. Yeah. And, it, like, and I love that the whole plot of the episode is basically that they're torturing the Dutchman. Like, he's, yeah. just, like, he's just miserable. It, it, it really flips the book on him. <laughs> it, it's pretty yeah. incredible that every time we've seen the Flying Dutchman, there's there's... There's not really been a consistency with like what he does or like yeah. why he's around Bikini Bottom. It's so <laughs> yeah. what, like who is he? It's like just what? like the local neighborhood ghost. Apparently, if you follow a board game, you'll eventually get to his treasure and he'll show up. Or here, he'll have yeah. an anchor somehow come down and knock your house over. Or 
And like, well, you know, he comes in on Halloween. I don't get it. Yeah, like what is like, he has like no. Um, that would have been an interesting thing to do in one of the movies is use the Flying Dutchman as either yeah. a antagonist Plot or point. yeah something. It's in- even as a joke. Yeah. I, the Flying Dutchman would have been incredibly visually amazing yeah. to see in two dimensions on the big yeah. screen. It's interesting like, they've never done that in in any of the movies. They better call this you know, for the even, next one. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, the SpongeBob movie! You could have even easily had a gag where SpongeBob and Patrick, on their way out of Bikini Bottom, see the Flying Dutchman. Like, hey, you know, can you help us? Like, yeah, sure. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling in a good mood today. What What do you guys need? Uh, we're going to Shell shit, shit, Shell City, and he just drives away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Like, I can imagine okay. his his boat like speeding off, and it and it plays like the tires screeching sound effect. Like, whoa, I'm not going there. <laughs> It's still yeah, like you yeah. Know, flaked off from the. Screen. You could even yeah, you could even like have a whole. You you could even have expanded the lore there because maybe he's like near the near the pit of monsters and he's like collecting souls or whatever yeah. you know like wrecked ships. Maybe there's like a shipwreck scene and he that's where he's he's like a Davy Jones kind of character you know. Or more flying Dutchman. I now. mean, speaking of Davy Jones, I just tw- I just tweeted Rare this evening with their announcement of. Uh, adding the Pirates of the Caribbean characters oh, into yeah. Sea of Thieves. I was like, can we get some Flying Dutchman love? Because he would fit, I don't know, his design could just be tweaked and fit perfectly in the Sea of Thieves, and I'm sure Brian Doyle Murray would love oh, yeah. to go ham it up for a video game. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. They... He hasn't shied away, and it, it it's kind of sad. I don't know why Clancy Brown just doesn't like doing the video games. I don't know if it's just the pay difference or yeah. or whatnot, but he seems wonder, to never want to voice Mr. Krabs, but Brian Doyle Murray is just like, yeah, I'll come in and do Flying Dutchman. I wonder if Nickelodeon has a similar contract set up like the Disney movies do with like the first <laughs> rejection or whatever that's called, mm-hmm. where the voice actors, and I don't know how true this is anymore, or if it's only true for the movies or whatever, but where the voice actors in like a movie get the first rejection when their character is going to be in like a TV show or a video game or whatever. Like they'll call them first and say, Hey, John Goodman, do you want to play Sully in kingdom hearts three? And then John Goodman gets to say yes or no. And then after that, then they go to the next like, okay, John Goodman sound alike. Uh, (laughs) Do you want a paycheck today? (laughs) (laughs) Like I wonder if Nickelodeon has a similar setup. I, kudos to the actors out there who never say no to their characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love the consistency. Um, absolutely. Uh, uh, you you had mentioned, uh, I wish more people had a Tom Hanks in their life who got to set up. His brother oh, yeah. does every Woody appearance outside of the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Like, and he sounds If you've ever good. heard Woody in a video game or a TV show or anything else, it's it's been... It's been his brother. Even the <laughs> even the toy, even the toy with the pull string is Jim Hanks, yep, which just like him, which is Tom. super weird because I'm like, why not just pull the sound clips from the movie? Mm-hmm. Like they had to have recorded the specific sound clips of you know somebody's boys in the water hole. Yeah. Like why not just I mean, use them? About, but thinking about pulling sound clips, how about the fact that uh, Nickelodeon, the uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers two game still is just completely silent and devoid of any characters. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think having the license you'd be able to just kind of pull the audio as well that's so, it, it's so it's weird a weird department yeah all the all the different specifics and those kinds of things i mean even the little thing i just said of like the first rejection yeah thing is that's a weird fact maybe like me. a contractual thing for yeah yeah that's like pay on actors yeah that's or, like oh hollywood contracts yeah. are crazy oh yeah. yeah well and then even in the voice acting world i 
remember hearing some fun fact about like if you voice more than three characters on a show, then they have to pay you like for another like another voice actor, huh? Like no, salary like or whatever completely. because. Yeah, so it's like you have an incentive to try and get more than three voices on a show. So, wow. yeah, like Tom Kenny <laughs> well, is like the narrator. Because they had SpongeBob. Billy West voicing like every character on Nickelodeon in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like, it, yeah, it's this weird thing. But yeah, yeah, you have um, He's also Patchy the Pirate, mm-hmm. and he's Gary the Snail. Mm-hmm. And I remember in an interview with him where he was like, I'm Gary the Snail, and that's what put me over the... He was like, that's, that's what got me the bigger paycheck was because I was Gary the Snail. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember where I heard that or if that's even true, but that was just a funny thing. Um, that's hilarious. Well, he deserves it. He deserves oh, all the money in truly. the world. I, I mean, he's such a great guy. I literally just saw a TikTok of this kid, and he's graduating high school, and he's like, SpongeBob's here. He's at my graduation. He, like, whips the camera over, and Tom Kenny's, like, in the lobby of the high school, like, chatting it up with some guy. And then it cuts to him, like, doing a SpongeBob voice to the kid like on the tiktok oh. and then he like signs his you know what graduation bro. pamphlet like you know congrats grad. voice actors are the sweetest yeah man. they're the they're super billy nice. west was the nicest man oh yeah um, uh they yeah. All, all of them everybody seems like a top-notch so uh they, they seem to appreciate the fans god bless Definitely. them all oh yeah brandon and um, i horvitz richard horvitz brandon and i met richard horvitz and i'm mm-hmm. just thinking about him a lot because um, the, they just announced the Psychonauts 2 release date, and Brandon and I are losing our minds. So hyped. Um, and, uh, and we met him, and he's super nice. And yeah. they're actually, they've actually been doing live streams of the first Psychonauts yeah, game. Yeah, have been watching. And they've, had, they've been having guest stars yeah. of the people who originally made the game, and Richard Horvitz mm-hmm. was on it, and he told some great stories. And, like, you know, he, they, yeah, Such they're just super nice people yeah. in that whole business. Phil Lamar. Oh, Phil Lamar. Yeah, legend. super nice. Yeah. N- no one in this planet has made me laugh more than Billy West and John DiMaggio man. when they get in a oh, room together. Man. I there have been two occasions <laughs> in which I have had to pull my car over to the side of the road because <laughs> of <laughs> the laughter being a detraction from driving. Like when Billy West whips out his Larry Fine impression, I can't like I can't not laugh. And when John DiMaggio is perfectly playing off of it, they're like. I just want to hang out with those guys. I don't know what it is. Billy oh, yeah. West is he's he's just a dream to talk to. He'll he just naturally talks to anybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. M- one of my I also I love um H John Benjamin. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Coach McGurk on Home <laughs> oh. Movies. Is what a great father figure. So fu- oh yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> one of my favorites is when he's like walking down the driving range to go help uh, Brendan uh, with his golf. And he's like, Coach, what are you doing? Walking down the middle of the driving range. And he's like, well, I figured the way you were hitting the balls, walking directly in front of you was the safest place to be. <laughs> and then he immediately gets hit in the head with yeah. a golf ball. He's oh. like, ow. That was hey, that was my very first adult swim show. Like, oh, that's yeah. the earliest Man, I yeah. can think of when I when I think of adult swim and uh that's a show yeah. I would absolutely love to see return it, in oh, some man. way. It's so like funny, and it's crazy it's how funny that show is, and like mm-hmm. that it was mostly all improv. Yeah, and even uh, one some of my favorite moments on that show is when John, De- uh, sorry, not John DeMaggio, when um, H. Sean Benjamin plays two characters that are having a conversation. Uh-huh. When like a, another character he's playing talks to Coach McGurk, and it's like literally just like John <laughs> Benjamin talking to himself. <laughs> Complete madness. Oh yeah, it's insane that that yeah. that show even got made i think it because it's so like just bizarre <laughs> so part of its time well, yeah I, I remember what waking up you know in the middle of the night and putting on the tv and watching home movies oh yeah rack show 
Oh, dude, Brack Show. <laughs> Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. <laughs> dude, all classics. Yeah. I mean, Adult Swim's always been there for the weird. And oh, I'll, yeah. And I'll say that um, uh, that Home Movies is one of my favorite box set, like, boxes of it's all amazing. time. It's just such a super cool box. Um, and speaking of Adult Swim, I love there's a new trend on TikTok where they everyone's, like, sort of doing their own version of an Adult Swim bumper. Bumps, yeah. You know, where they're doing, like, the text on screen, and then yeah. it ends with the Adult Swim logo. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. And I'm like so tempted to do it, but one of my favorite TikToks was this guy coming out, and he was like, "You, you guys, you, Don't you did them. it so fast. Yeah. I, I hate you. Yeah. You guys are making like Pixar short films, and I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do for it. Yeah. Like, why did you do? Like, you stop. Just stop it. Like, let me catch up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to put mine out there too before the trend dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Do do your art. If it looks good, it'll have. It'll find its. Oh audience. yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, Absolutely. I wanted to. So I, oh well, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say I wanted to point out something that I loved about this episode. Watching it is, and and something that I noticed about SpongeBob again, just rewatching this episode because I hadn't really watched SpongeBob in a while, mm-hmm. is how the use the use of like mixed media throughout the episode, mm-hmm. like <laughs> and throughout the whole show they use like mixed media where you know you have like the regular animation and then sometimes you'll do like the hard cut to a super detailed like you know oil painting yeah that's like really grotesque and they do that here when you know it's spongebob and patrick looking in the fly of despair yeah which is one of my favorite images ever just Man, the... how has that not been on a t-shirt <laughs> right? yeah Where the fly of despair is everything the t-shirt is looking <laughs> <Yeah>. at <laughs> that is the stuff that squidward like falls it's by terrifying. is horrifying there's like this weird baby face demon head thing it's like the loki drop <laughs> Oh, we I have see a full inside. list of everything he has. If, oh my god! He flew by in the fly of despair. Uh, a lavender blue gilled creature with horns, <laughs> a giant green snake and a skull, a pink headed monster with a brain vessel on its yeah, head. Yes, oh yeah, that one. Eyed purple clam, uh, a blue eyeball creature, oh gray gray headed monster with green mermaid body and bat wings. I remember that one. Oh my god! Oh god! Red and blue lines with yellow balls. <laughs> red zombie with blue hair and yellow glowing eyes. <laughs> glowing eyes giant purple eyeball <laughs> blue creature with a yellow eye but without a pupil and I can't imagine being on the writing team they're like it, guys if there was go come if up there was this. ever and finally last but not least if there was ever uh, a, a little nod that i should probably go forward with my food truck idea spaghetti and meatballs oh yeah, yeah. the spaghetti and meatballs totally threw me off when i was watching it again right now i was like what hey <laughs> so squidward spent in a total of seven minutes in the in the fly of despair which means that look according to what happened to squidward inevitably you're just gonna just fly yeah. around spaghetti and meatballs and then land in your bed safely yeah. i was like i was like if i were spongebob patrick what you like if you had known they could have just jumped in the fly of despair yeah like it wouldn't have yeah been... it, it seems like a pretty cool place yeah it seems like scary but you know Once nothing's you really happening creatures. to you yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, once you know, it's fine. I, I can understand the fright at first. Oh it's yeah, terrifying. I don't know. Man. I mean, I can understand the fright until you know you, you <laughs> fall asleep safely in your bed. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> I love the cutback to when uh, Patrick's using the binoculars and it's real eyeballs. Oh oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, and I was also gonna point out in the the final <laughs> shot of the canonical episode ending um when they're running around the the now uh vw van uh, my dad actually had a vw van um and so i <laughs> i have a soft spot for them so i love that part 
Um, but when they're running around it, and the background is like you—you you said it was like a lava lamp kind of yeah, thing. It's like a lava lamp. Yeah, very seventies. Oh, super. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it, so psychedelic. I, we were su- I loved all that like mixed media stuff because Brandon and I are about to start um, a sort of series on our YouTube uh-huh. channel that uses like mixed media um, and like cardboard and uh, like you know green screen and puppetry and animation. Um, all together to make like you know, well, we're, it's just like they're big g- smash up. Yeah, just these crazy yeah. mixed media music videos is what they're gonna be. Um, <laughs> oh, like, excellent! Like fan made music videos. Uh-huh. And so, um, in the first one we're doing, um, not to give too much away, but we were trying to get it done for Bill and Ted Day. But obviously, there's a lot more going into the video than we anticipated. It's coming so. out amazing though. It, yeah, it's coming out really cool. I'm really excited yeah. to share it. Um, but uh, that'll be coming out really soon. But hopefully by the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey 30th anniversary uh, next month. But uh, but yeah, so that I, I it was so inspiring to me to see the, that in this episode of SpongeBob, and sort of clicked in my brain like, oh, that's probably why I like making stuff like that, or that has like mixed media. Like you wouldn't necessarily do that, but it looks really cool that like you know. Uh, that yeah, lava lamp background really and the animation kind of in the, front. A lot came from Nickelodeon even prior to that. Like, you know, I remember watching Kablam, and then all oh, dude, Kablam! Life yeah. with Lucy was really yeah. You know, it was one of those, and then uh, oh, I've been able to like actually finally yeah. binge watch. I'm that so happy it's Paramount I'm Plus. So happy that they put it on there. Excellent! I it, cried yeah. when I saw it was on there. My brother and I. I, Bran- I remember Brandon. The- I remember Brandon <laughs> texting me like immediately, like that morning. He was like. Kablam is on Paramount Plus, and we and I was like, oh my god! I, I still haven't it. watched a lot of it because oh I the first god. thing I watched on Paramount Plus all the way through, of course, was Nancy Classified. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was the first. I've been binging uh, that, and then TMNT. Yeah, and of course Kablam. Yeah, so. for me, Ned's was I had I had to get through Ned's, and uh, we still yeah. had to do an episode on our pod. Yeah, of my cat died halfway through the last one. Yeah, we gotta, <laughs> yeah, we got to get back on it. Uh, Probably the best live action show oh, I think Nickelodeon has ever God, had. Yes. Indubitably. And I and there was a Devin Workheiser, Ned himself, made a TikTok um, where he. You guys can tell how much I've been watching TikTok. Bring back um, Ned. Well, where, so basically <laughs> he said um, that he had. He was like, I wanted to bring back Ned oh and make God. it like life advice. Like, so imagine it's Ned, Moe's, and Cookie. Oh. Everybody's on board, you know, to make the show. You're coming back and to the it's loop them, with Cartley. And it's them coming out of college. Oh, and, gosh. you know, and it, so it's like life advice. You oh, know, it's like so Ned's Declassified life advice. And they pitched it, and the creators were back on it, you know. Um, I'm sure all the directors would have come back, which would have been great. Nancy Classified life, so and, life advice. And uh, Nickelodeon <laughs> passed on it. And since they own the rights, they basically can't do anything with it anymore. Well, that's that's why he. Sh- well, they did the wrong thing. Now they have to go to Paramount and pitch it. That's what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. All the chance. Paramount owns the rights. All the comments were like, to go to Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus. Like, I think with iCarly's success, we may have a chance. I, at this. I think we might. Dude, they they could make live action shows. They could go oh, yeah. and do the Fuller House thing. I'm game for all of that with Drake and Josh. Have oh, yeah. Josh. Do the thing where he needs Uncle Drake to come move back in the oh, house. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like Full House uh, with Uncle Jesse. He had he was the cool guy who came and moved back in. Yeah. Um, you could do you could do Keenan and Kel. Oh, Clar- my God. Clarissa explains it. Oh, dude, Clarissa explains it all? Oh, no. my God. Oh, man. Uh, childhood crash. You could do something like that. <laughs> like I would love, instead of Keenan and Kel, you know what would be cool? A Good Burger 
show. Yes. And like maybe, and now Keenan is like own. the he's like the main like branch manager yeah. of the good burger oh. and like yeah like that would be oh man. bring on the nostalgia <laughs> I, there have been rumors of a second good burger for a while it's the shake on the chair when spongebob and patrick are excited oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the comeback of mondo burger like organic mondo oh, burger. oh man Oh yeah, they have now to, they more do than like ever. they do like veggie patties. Oh, that would be That's, that would be. It's insane. the same exact movie, but everyone's older. It's, yeah, it's, it's for the nostalgia. that would be great. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, Space Jam too. You know. Hey. Yeah. I think I think Which, there's a did, lot of points okay. to be proven here. Did you notice that in the trailer in the newest trailer, Space uh-huh. Jam two, he he says to Don Cheadle. Oh, okay, yeah. he says to Don Cheadle. Uh, what did you do to my son? And that is almost exactly a quote from Troll 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure if you you went through the last, you know, five years of movies, you could find a bunch of movies quoting Troll 2 oh, unexpectedly. Oh, my God. That would be the greatest YouTube compilation of all time. I would be so happy. Well, today, my mom... There's an idea for you. Today, my mom... I was having lunch with my mom, and she said something about hospitality. And I... And she works at a school, so I shouldn't have said this out loud. But we were in her office, so no one was there. But I, but she said like, "Well, that's hospitality." And I go, "And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it." <laughs> <laughs> Tighten my belt, my one loop. Yeah, and then yeah, Mia, my sister, she immediately jumped in. She's like, "What are you gonna do to me, Dad?" And I was like, "I'm tightening my belt by one loop, so I don't feel hunger pains." <laughs> <laughs> and my mom looked at us and she was like, What are you talking about? What are you and I was like, Troll too, mom, mom, come on. Troll too. It's a classic. It's so good. Um so at, so right, back to Shanghai for a second. Yes, After yeah. Squidward spends his seven minutes in the while he's in the fly despair, um, the act of Shanghaiing somebody to be shanghai is to be violently taken or forced to be a part of a crew, <laughs> which is exactly what happens in this episode. Uh, according to the Dutchman, you step on his ship. You are now a part of his crew. He could be making those rules up, by the way. We don't see I, that book I, I like, <laughs> whatsoever. I, it's like the rules in Fairly Odd Parents. They can put whatever they want in that book. Oh, um, legitimately, it's just it's infinite, infinite rules. I, I, um, I like the idea that maybe the title is also like flipped onto the Dutchman. Like he has now he has been violently brought onto the crew of SpongeBob and Patrick's idiocy. Yeah. Like he, I mean that's like who, that's pretty really much got what Shanghai happens. Here. Yeah, I love the gag of you're them good. jumping you're off you're the good. ship. You're good. You're good. Don't worry, Captain. We can buff out those scratches. I gotta tell you, so that Brandon and I had a teacher in high school, uh, Mr. Seaford. He was our video. He was our like broadcasting like video. Te- we had like a news program uh-huh. in our high school, and that's where we met each other and we you know made videos together all the time. <laughs> and um, we would quote that line all the time, like oh, yeah. almost every day, like because we you know, we were moving things. We were like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, is the shot good? Is the, you know, like, are we <laughs> getting good. a good shot here? You're, You're good. good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> like, all the time. And then Brandon was saying, what did you notice about in this episode? Oh, the most secret moment for me was when, you know, when, when, when the little kid tells the Flying Dutchman, those guys are dorks. And yeah, but they're my dorks. You're like, that's like that's the exactly, acceptance. That is exactly what our teacher would have yeah. said. Like, he's, 
<laughs> yes, but they're my dorks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just what an earnest moment where the where the Dutchman is just so talking with this child over SpongeBob. I, I love the design of that little kid too. He's just like so perfectly like cute, like 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 a cherub like little kid, like walking down, like his his little f- arms are like three biscuits, flopping around. Mate, what? <laughs> and and. He, even by seeing the Flying Dutchman, he was not scared whatsoever. Oh, yeah. He's a- <laughs> I like how Larry got more scared, and then SpongeBob and Patrick try to go through the wall. <laughs> they, they look up to the Flying Dutchman so much that they want to be just like him, <laughs> and they fail at every corner, and the Dutchman just, like, face palms at it every is- attempt. It's so funny. The the fact that eventually they are literally shaking in their <laughs> terrible bunk beds. They're so excited. Over, like the excitement. <laughs> I, what does Patrick say it might be? Because SpongeBob says maybe it's a movie pass. Or what does Patrick say? He says it's a. He's like, or maybe we get something else. And it, like, I forget. Both of yeah, those being like your. Like what you get for working for the Flying Dutchman is like so pathetic, but it's hilarious that that's exactly that that's what they're looking. Yeah, they're like they're like he's like all excited about it. It's so stupid. I I do love the touch that they have their ice skates uh, hung up in their oh, in their quarters. After the spin. Yeah, yeah. After their little bit. <laughs> it is. Which is just it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful fire. Man. And, of course, a, uh, an oft-quoted thing amongst Spongebob-watching millennials and, uh, you know, older Gen Zers is, you know, <laughs> ah Yeah! Little, little, It's just knocking out memes and classic moments oh, yeah. left just, and right. Yeah, just... this, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. And, of course, the one that my sister and I would just lose it at is, of course, the perfume department. Oh, yeah, my brother, yeah. Max loves that. We, when they pull the mask off Patrick, yeah. it's just the funniest. Oh, it's so SpongeBob's like crumpled up face when Patrick's <laughs> like carrying him through. It's like his tongue sticking um, out. Apparently, that was filmed at a Macy's. Uh, Macy's West was given a special thanks that, and credits. Oh, wow. And I guess hilarious. they also were a part of the Amanda show. Oh, one shoot. that's so funny. It's just, it's incredible to me how bizarre of a joke that is, and it totally works. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I'm not, I'm questioning it, but not at all. As a child. As a kid. I, I, I was just I like, oh, even, I was funny. like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, of course they have to go through the perfume department. And like, the older I get, the more I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> just naturally rode what? along with it as a kid. Why does like, he have oh, that in so his funny. ship? Yeah. Oh, man. What, watching the second season of SpongeBob is literally watching the first season that Mark McGuire did steroids and was just at the bat knocking him out of the park like every it's, single yeah, time. It's, it's crazy. Uh, when is Band Geeks before or after Shanghai? Band Geeks is after, is, and... Is after. I don't want to say anything, but I'm I'm trying not to just release a normal episode for that. Oh, oh man. man, I That's I if one. we could have been on the Band Geeks one, I would have lost my mind because that it, it's like literally. And I don't know if I was the only person who did this, but um, <laughs> because as a kid, you know, you, I I like latched onto certain episodes of like TV shows and stuff, uh, so I would just be like desperately waiting for them to replay right. certain episodes. Oh, yeah. So anytime SpongeBob was on, I would like hit info because I had like the Dish Network thing where you could yeah. look at what sh- episodes were coming yeah. up next. Oh, man, that was such a great feeling. And I would like hit info on all the <laughs> next episodes as far as it would allow me to look because uh-huh. sometimes it only it would only go like the next four shows. 
and I would hit info on all of them, like desperately, like crossing my fingers, yeah. like hoping and pleading with the television, yeah. like please, yeah. just play yeah. Band Geeks yeah. again. Because, you know, again, at that time, we weren't living with streaming or yeah. even YouTube. It, it, so, it's weird that we were so familiar with these episodes. It, it's because, I guess, of this. We looked forward to them so specifically that we really latched on oh, to yeah. them forever. The, yeah, like, the, the, I remember Band Geeks was a huge one just because yeah. that ending. I mean, like, it's so funny uh -huh. leading up to that ending, and then finally you have this well, incredible ending. Yeah. Even if you hate, like, even if I found someone who hated that episode, like, the fact is, is that it, the Band Geeks is the most universally beloved episode yeah. of SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. It's the most, everybody knows it now, by now. Yeah. And it. Uh, that could be a movie on its own. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, I think one of the strengths, not to talk about Band Geeks, because we were talking about Shanghai, <laughs> yeah. but I think one of the biggest strengths is having the focus be on Squidward. It's like a Squidward's POV episode. Yeah. And, like, seeing how he interprets all these characters. Um, it, you know. Uh, From a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah. And I like, too, like, you know, the economy of storytelling in SpongeBob is so well done. Like, you know, in, in Shanghai, for instance, it's like, okay, well, we want to do an episode where they get on the Flying Dutchman ship. So what's going to happen? Well, uh, the anchor falls into SpongeBob's house and then... Squidward tries to prove a point, so they climb up the anchor, and now they're just trapped on the ship. Like, you know, like, it's just really fast. And then in Band Geeks, too, it's like, okay, um, Squidward, you know, he needs to come up with a band for the bubble bowl, and then he, and then you, like, have to, he, like, writes this, he has to write this letter that's going to hit every, get every character in SpongeBob to be like, oh, I want to be a part of that. Like, from Larry the Lobster to Plankton, like, they, like, Everybody's it, in it. it has to inspire all of them in yeah. this, like, two minute, in, like, a one minute scene. Like they have to do that, and it's and it works perfectly. Like I buy it completely. I'm like, of course, all these people. So, spoiler for the upcoming episode, but there's a reason why it is a perfect SpongeBob episode. Definitely. Every character gets their moment to shine. Every joke lands. Every joke is hilarious, and it, you get to see Squidward win in the end in one of the best endings of an episode ever. Like, you get that moment. Like as a fan, you might not have wanted Squidward to win, but here you are. He's Williams losing, and Squidward's on top. Like. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. And like and you're right, like every single joke in that episode just like hits. Like it's it's it is like out of the park an incredible joke. Um I love that the 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 conclusion, like the way that the problem gets solved is that SpongeBob just says, "Let's pretend that we like Squidward." <laughs> All right, everybody, let's just try now. <laughs> let's actually try. Larry, when your heart uh, gave out from all those tanning pills, who revived you? Some guy in an ambulance. <laughs> right! <laughs> like, what? It's like, it's like, it's still at motivation. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for the fireman! <laughs> as a kid, that's what like, made me It was all for the fireman at the Yeah, all for the fireman. Yeah, as a kid. This is what we got to do to motivate yeah, people. As a kid, you're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So, speaking of conclusions, though, this episode does have a unique conclusion because all three possible endings exist. Yes. And from the digging that I was able to do, the ending that was chosen um, was legitimately the one that was picked. There was oh. no tomfoolery. It, it wasn't, wasn't like, like a fake the SpongeBob thing. one. Yeah. They were le Nickelodeon was legitimately going to air the ending alongside with whatever the one that won. Damn. Like they would go to commercial, oh. they would announce the winner, and then it would just air whatever the winning one was. Rewatching SpongeBob the was the most popular episode, or uh, the pop most Both. popular pick. Uh -huh. Rewatching -re them, I I had like you know nostalgic flashbacks to actually watching it live, 
I remember like the skull cross out on on Squidward and Patrick. Yeah. I remember stupid Patrick's flashback uh, <laughs> ending. I was like, "Oh crap! It's all coming back to me." And I remember the endings in between commercials. It didn't really hit me until Eric, you mentioned earlier that it, that the whole campaign was called "You Wish." Yeah. And that, like, just you saying that right now, I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" Like, it just came back to me in like this wave of it, nostalgia. That was a very yeah. Common Nickelodeon theme. has a weird way. They've done this for years, uh-huh. where they would take a movie or a special episode of a show and they would promote it, but with a different name. Yeah. Um, a good example is this. It's called You Wish, but the show is called Shanghai. SpongeBob's house party is actually uh, called like Party Pooper. Um, things like that. Like they did it for other shows too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Danny Phantom specials, or sometimes for other such shows, thing. they would just the promotion was just somewhat different. Yeah. I don't know why. I spa- it was one of the things on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I think at one point when they voted on Johnny Bravo to become the next series. Oh yeah. Um, after showing clips of, of X series on Space Ghost, yeah, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah it's, it is it is a weird way that they do those, those kinds gap. of things. Because you don't see that on, like, you know, they, they're not about to do a Law & Order episode where they're like, you know, yeah. vote on how <laughs> you who you want the murderer to be. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's such a strange, like, it, you know, thing of the past. Yeah. It's one it, of those it, relics it, that was left behind. Funny enough, and I, again, not to, like, harp on this psych thing, but the, the 100th episode of Psych is an homage to Clue, uh-huh. and that, they did, like, a tweet or, like, a text... Uh, based thing where you could vote on which guest star was the murderer, and uh, and they were all and mo- like most all the guest stars were people from Clue, so that's like a really fun episode because then it was like oh who's the who's the real murderer and then on the DVD of that episode they do the same thing that the Clue home video release does they show you all where the they show endings. you all the endings and then they yeah. say but they, here's how it really happened and it is such a fun uh, episode and like and to to have I was like it was so cool like when we because it was the 100th episode and it's a clue homage and it has Christopher Lloyd in it and uh, you know Leslie Ann Warren um, and it's just like it's a cool I was like wow this is like really awesome so that's like the only other uh, that's the only example I can think of of like a more you know uh, adult leaning program on like an adult leaning television channel doing like the voting thing. You know, like, they, it's like every generation's had its thing. They, they should do it more often. Yeah. yeah. And there's even modern it's ways that you can still do it. I mean, if Cartoon Network just threw five pilots onto their YouTube channel and then we're just like promoting it like, hey, um, you know, you let pick. us know what you think yeah. about these like and dislike your views matter. And at the end of the week, we'll have a, a community mm-hmm. vote. You would pick think a, there'd be pick a, a show more too since social media is so widespread. I, yeah. I was just yeah. watching a Billy and Mandy panel <clears throat> with, uh, with Greg Delisle, Greg Eagles and Richard Horvitz. Mm. And they were talking about how Billy and Mandy was a show that was like voted. That on. was, yeah, that was another one. Yeah. Right. But it was, it was like the, we, it yeah, was the pairing was a of part of that group that voted evil huh? concarnate and, uh, Billy and Mandy. Yeah. And then evil concarnate was like, nobody liked it. So then they were just like, okay, we'll just yeah. do Billy and Mandy. It, I remember well, that like, was a sneaky way, it, like Maxwell Adams. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just had another idea he oh, wanted yeah. to throw in there. Like, oh, yeah. Kudos to him. I, I think going back I, to the killing joke, even in the 80s when Robin gets killed, that was one of the, the things that people could mail in and vote. Oh, yeah, Jason oh, Todd. You could God. vote yeah. if he was going to. Yeah, gonna and people like not. overwhelmingly voted for him to, to, to be killed. <laughs> he was a weenie. By the Joker. <laughs> uh, death in the family. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, death, no, not killing that Jake, is yeah, crazy. Death in the family. Yeah. I, I hardly remember this for this episode of, of SpongeBob, but it, but it, like j- these little nuggets of memories are yeah. in my brain. Somewhere. I or, I originally thought there was I now there were promotions for this episode outside of Nickelodeon for the You Wish special. Um, I pulled up; they did a Got Milk ad, which is actually really adorable. Um, of SpongeBob and Patrick both drinking chocolate milk. It's like a little cartoon strip Aww. you'd see in a magazine. And it's both of them having chocolate milk mustaches, but then SpongeBob disappears because he's a sponge. <laughs> and the wording says, uh, "Milk mustaches don't last long when you're a sponge," which means I may have to drink another glass of yummy chocolate milk, or two, or three, or four. And at the bottom, it says SpongeBob SquarePants. You wish, like it was all promotion for this special. Uh, as mentioned, ultimately SpongeBob's ending one. Um, but let's, I don't know if you guys got a chance to rewatch the other two. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but actually, we should start. They, uh, the Flying Dutchman gives the ki- the boys uh, three wishes. <laughs> and Patrick immediately uh, wishes that he knew about this earlier. And it, we get a funny gag of the time going back like five minutes. And, and I, yeah, there you go. I, I, I also one. love um, the immediate Patrick, like the, with the most confidence in the world, just like make it five, four. Three. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what are you doing, Patrick? Classic Patrick. It's so Classic good. Patrick. It's so good. Um, uh, SpongeBob then wishes for Squidward to be back, but like, it's a good wish, even though we end up finding out Squidward. that it was not needed whatsoever. <laughs> poor Squidward. It's so good. Just the and I love because they hardly do. I noticed it. That's something that in the animation on SpongeBob, they never do little gags like the way that. Squidward gets teleported where it's literally just like a cut <laughs> with like little lines going like bloop. They hardly do stuff like that. So it it's like even funnier to me just as a fan of like animation. Uh-huh. Like just it's this weird it's like, they don't do stuff like that on yeah, the show. So just doing that is like yeah, really funny to me. Page, just like yeah. the little bloop and he's there. <laughs> like what? Or <Poor> Squidward. <laughs> no, it's 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 incredible when they can just kind of get out of their comfort zone of writing like hey, have fun, do what you want. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, so we get to the uh, the third the third wish, which now that all three are back on the ship, um, Squidward rightfully says that he should get the wish. Oh, I yeah. actually agree. Oh, yeah, he totally should. I mean, because then also he would probably have just wished. I, I wish we were all back home. Mm-hmm. But that, but of course that's not what he wished he in, the, in the in his <laughs> yeah. alternate version. So whatever. That ending was so frustrating. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That that one was a bit frustrating. That one is probably the funniest one too. Oh yeah, that one did it did crack me up though. Yeah. So we might as well say Squidward wishes that he had never met SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> it's a slip of the tongue. I don't like. He just doesn't want to know them, and uh, they still get eaten by the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. Well, it's like. But now Squidward doesn't know SpongeBob and Patrick, or, or they, they don't, don't know, know who him, he is. Yeah. And I think like it's almost like in his mind, he's like, if I never met them, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I wouldn't be time, here. Yeah. But the Flying Dutchman's like, okay, well now they just don't know. Who My brother are. explained it really well. He's just like, there's always a catch with like the genie's wish, you know? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's the it's yeah it's the it's the classic like monkey's paw. Yeah. Like, has, yeah. Has have you yeah have you guys ever played Twisted Metal? Oh yeah. No. Hell yeah. Classic PS1. Yeah, the 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 whole point of the the game, like each mm. character wants to win this tournament because the guy throwing it, Calypso, right. promises you like one wish of anything you want in the world, and the joke is that no matter what you wish for, it's gonna somehow be turned on your head. It's like Black Mirror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... Which which is what happens in all of these situations. Oh yeah, it's, and it's always you know either really horrible or really really funny. Yeah. Just like the right. 
the way that it can get twisted. Stupid Patrick. And Patrick, uh, Patrick, stupid Patrick wish. wishes that he had gum that would never lose its flavor, <laughs> which is a great wish. It's a good idea, but um, the Flying Dutchman uh, then eats him. Yeah, and I think the funniest thing that one is the most visually hilarious. His face. Brandon and I were talking about how yeah the way Patrick's face gets contorted when he's like you have to think harder than you've ever thought before, Patrick, and he's like his face turns into a whole like muscle unit yeah, of its own. Yeah, like the 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 veins yeah, on his head, out like, of, like sticks out of his star head, the, and, his eyeball. And it reminded me of like Pat back. Do you remember yeah. in, in Survival of the oh, Idiots? God, he's like, back. Yes. Hi. I'm Pat Back. <laughs> that is just a weird somebody at like two thirty, three in the morning at, at Nickelodeon just like banging their head on the wall. Just okay. What if Patrick just just contorted his back fat to a to a face? Yeah, it reminds I me that a lot again. Too. We Brandon and I have been very yeah. much in Bill and Ted mode um, because of the video we were working on mm-hmm. uh, and are still working on. But um, one of my favorite stories is there's a character in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the second one called station yeah. and the only reason that character exists oh absolutely the only reason that character exists is because the writers were up at like three in the morning <laughs> and they were writing a new draft <laughs> and they had deleted a whole scene at the police station uh, and the only word that was left on the station. on the script was station <laughs> and so that night they're just sitting there and they just keep going station station <laughs> and they were like whatever happens station's got to get in the script and we don't even know what it is, but we're going to put it in. And then it beca- it's like this critical thing in the yeah, movie. It's like a major plot <laughs> which point. Which is so like, hilarious and weird. And it's yeah. like that. It, it, it's, it's like the weird jumping the shark moment for Bill and Ted. <laughs> like, is I, I find it great up to that point. No. And it's always like, it is perfect I love Station, that point. but at the same time, I'm like, oh, man. Not to, turn this, aliens. not to turn this into a Bill and Ted podcast, but the thing I think is missing from the climax of the second movie is the chase scene that got deleted where yeah. the nightmares from hell are in a car chase. So while Station is building the good robot us's in the back of the van, um, the nightmares are in another car chasing Bill and Ted and Death and Station and the good robot us's. Uh, you know, to the it's like the ultimate uh, friend moment. That would have been so freaking yeah. cool. And then they have like a confrontation in the parking lot outside of the Battle of the Bands. Like that would have been the coolest scene in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again. <laughs> oh, absolutely, massive big and Te- Bill and Ted fan. Oh yeah, incredible. Excellent. Um, Always love those stuff. What? Uh, we finally get the SpongeBob joke here. Uh, his joke, his wish. <laughs> yes. Which is that instead of just wishing them home and gone and away from the Flying Dutchman. He just wishes for the Flying Dutchman to be be a vegetarian, <laughs> but the Flying Dutchman has ultimate control here, and he turns the characters into fruit that he is putting into a blender so that he can make a fruit smoothie. <laughs> Very Twilight and Zone. I guess apparently, yeah. if you are, have to be a vegetarian, you also have to be a hippie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it was this weird because you know media at that time was very like mean to vegetarians. Yeah. Or it was like if you're a vegetarian, yeah, you're right. It was this like hippy dippy yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. like what you are. cool man. You know, like uh-huh. yeah, Mother Earth. You know, yeah. just because you don't want to eat a steak, you're somehow yeah. like it's, a lesser person or, or, or you're gross like or this, something. You're, 
outside or, of normal society. Yeah, or yeah, you're like this super yeah. laid back, like living on a, you know, mm. living out of a van yeah. in the woods, like you know. Now let's be fair here. Hippies do exist. No, and yeah, that yeah. Caricature of the Flying Dutchman. There is probably a dude out there with that van. My sister used with to look a like sail that. on the top, <laughs> chilling out in a basketball jer- jersey and whatnot, making smoothies. Without oh yeah. Doubt. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that was. It's interesting um, that that's, and I think that's a pretty clever wish on SpongeBob's part. Like, because, and this is a good example of one of those times where, like, you know, a lot of people say that part of the reason that the later episodes of SpongeBob don't work as well is because he goes from being like naive to being like a complete idiot. Like, he's just not intelligent at all in uh, some of those later episodes. Yeah. And this is one of those moments where it's like he's not. Like, this is a really clever idea. Very clever, like, very oh, the, the Dutchman won't be able to eat us because he's going to be vegetarian. I wish he was vegetarian, <laughs> so he can't eat us. Um, you know, like, Which, like, it could have worked if the Dutchman was fair, you know, but yeah. he's obviously not. He's, he's not going to play fair. He's not going to be right. fair at all. Um, one note about one of the Patchy segments here. I love that Patchy, when he mentions that the, the winning wish is going to be the, uh, like, he says that if, if the viewer watches this episode landlubbing style as a rerun basically that Nickelodeon is only going to play the voted ending but I love that he referred to reruns as landlubbing style (laughs) I was I don't get it but at the same time I totally understand (laughs) I was just thinking about this because I was like not that I want them to remake Back to the Future but in a remake of Back to the Future you in Back to the Future you have that moment where you know Marty's like oh I, I love this episode yeah I, I, and he's like, well, this is brand new. How have you seen it? And he's like, well, I saw it on a rerun. And he's like, what's a rerun? I'm like, there are so many analogous things uh-huh. nowadays that you could do. Like 30 years from, 30 years ago from now, yeah. there are so many things you could do that oh, are yeah. like, you know, like, because a lot of kids today are like, what are commercials? Oh, yeah. Because all they do is watch like Netflix. It's weird. And they yeah, have, they, well, they call them ads instead yeah. now yeah. instead of commercial. Yeah. And yeah, like, skip. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and they don't know about like you know like, like they they live in a time where you can pause rewind you know uh like yeah. whatever like you could pause live this tv sucks. i'm gonna turn it off and put yeah. something else on yeah and yeah. so it's like you it's know no investment and it's investment. like 30 years ago you know some of my favorite yeah. memories are events like this of mm-hmm. you know the spongebob shanghai episode where like they would hype up this episode and then it's like one of my favorite tumblr posts you know, puts it pretty eloquently where it's like, there's nothing better than the thrill of like, you were getting a snack in the kitchen and you hear your sibling go, it's back on! <gasps> and you have to like, jump over couches, you know, like with food in your hand yeah. to get back in a place to, to watch the show. You know, so it's cause, cause otherwise you missed it and then you had to catch a rerun, you know, the next day or two days later or next week or whatever. And like it's that. Never the same. Yeah. And it, it like, that is such a, yeah. It's such like a well, I, weirdly fond memory, even though it was inconvenient. I mm-hmm. I hate I hate the complaint that people have these days that all of the streaming services are are equaling the amount they were paying for cable, and it's like, but you can watch anything you want at any time, yeah. and all of it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's so you're saying it's the same price but cooler. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's like because it's like, man, I you know, hmm, do I want to pay for cable and I have to you know, wait a week to watch the next episode of West Wing or do I want to pay for streaming HBO Max and I can watch all seven seasons in like one weekend. (laughs) That's why if you look at a lot of channels now these days, unless they have programming that, you know, like, you know, daytime game shows and talk shows and whatnot, but they'll have just marathons of shows because people like 
Oh the, yeah. That's why SpongeBob is all over Nickelodeon. They were on. They knew that people binged SpongeBob, and it was high numbers for them. Yeah. If you, it's have you? Did you ever see on Twitter a few months back? They, the the MTV schedule was trending because it was basically all ridiculousness. Uh, <laughs> the Rob Dyrdek, you know, internet clip oh, yeah, show. Yeah. Like it was just all ridiculousness, like for basically 24 hours with like 30 minutes of a different show or like an hour of a different show and then ridiculousness on like every that's, that's not shocking on like every MTV channel MTV MTV2 like uh, it was just all ridiculousness and it, was, it started trending because everybody was like what this is ridiculous no pun intended <laughs> like ah. <laughs> like it was just insane and Spongebob is the same thing like you look at the schedule for Nickelodeon and sometimes it's just like what who would be watching like why but then we binge watch you know everything so like why is that ridiculous? It's just to the way us. the culture yeah. is right now. Yeah. Uh, I I really wish that they would. If anyone from Paramount Plus is ever listening, just just put this all back up, all completely unedited, everything, the whole special. It's it's on a streaming service. Who cares? Yeah, truly. Or like you know, I one of the things I wish Disney Plus has been trying to do it, but I I feel like they just haven't done enough with it. Is like I miss DVD bonus features. Yeah, and Disney Plus has kind of done that. You can listen to some of the commentaries on the Marvel movies, and they yeah. have like some, some good behind the scenes stuff and deleted scenes from the Marvel yeah. movies. Um, but those are the only things. Those are like the only the Marvel movies are the ones I've seen them right. do that with. Yeah, um, I, I know HBO Max has some stuff on, on on some shows and movies as well, where they have like the extended cuts of movies. Yeah. Or so well, and, so. and like, and I still think there's a market for that. You know, we we're we're recording yeah. this at our friend's uh, place right now, and he built his own home theater and people like that stuff um he like and you know he's told me directly and because i say it all the time like nothing's gonna replace uh physical media like streaming just can't do it and it it, it like it just can't and he's like you're right because he'll put on a blu-ray in his home theater and he has it also set up for to his computer so he can watch like he watches uh he said he just watched soul the other day through disney plus and he's like and it just the the difference is clear like the quality difference is there you know it's specifically in a home theater setting i'm sure that you know when you're watching it on your regular tv or whatever it's not you're hardly going to notice it especially if you have pretty good internet mm -hmm. but like there's just something about you know a good like it's very different physical media it's a world of a difference yeah and you know yeah. again it's like i remember i'm it, sure we talked about mm -hmm. this last time but i remember you know like harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban that dvd set two disc set huge backlog of bonus features like just tons of stuff tons of behind the scenes things you know all these different things and then now like uh, dvds are like it's the movie and scene selections and maybe there's a commentary there's sort of a relic well, I, I really wish that there would be some streaming service to come along that has these movies like paramount plus could do it look at the amount of movies they have under their their repertoire Add the special features onto them. Make it more of a curation process. Bring in people that just work on the UI and make it as cool as possible and, and make your streaming service the best it can possibly be in terms of content. Yeah. They have enough money for it. <laughs> they do. I've seen so many mistakes that I'm like, can can yeah. Disney or or Netflix or Hulu, somebody just pay uh, me and I will just I could fix that. I have OCD with that stuff. I'll fix all your titles. <laughs> one of the things one of the things that blows my mind is like 
uh, Phineas and Ferb, mm-hmm. when they first put it on Disney Plus, it was out of order, and it wasn't even in like a lot of shows have been like that. So, yeah, they have Disney a lot Plus. of movies listed under Disney because it's like Disney's The Incredibles, mm-hmm. and they will list that under Disney. Disney should be like the. Yeah. Don't put anything under that. Yeah. Yeah. Their 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 arrangement of things are pretty sloppy. Yeah, and like and the weird thing about the Phineas and Ferb thing, and I think it was also with Gravity Falls, the the order of the episodes on Disney Plus wasn't even. It wasn't even like the release order or like the production order, which I would have understood. I would have been like, oh, this was the production order. So obviously it's going to be, you know, out of like, it's, it's not going to be the way it was released. That's the mistake they made. It was just random. It was just like random episodes were the like the like the, the first episode of Phineas and Ferb is, you know, iconic. It's they build the roller coaster in their backyard. That was yeah. like it was listed as like episode twelve. That's I was like, weird. "Why?" Oh goodness! And then I looked up the production order, and that episode was like no nowhere near episode twelve. I was like, "What happened here? Why? Like, why did that happen?" And even Dan Povenmire, the co-creator, was like, "Yeah, I don't know." And they, I, I told them to fix it, so they fixed it. Like it's in order now. But that was just such a strange thing. And it, this is one of the things that always bugged me as a kid. Like you couldn't get a DVD of like all of Kim Possible. You had to get like a DVD collection of like, here's the spooky episodes or here's like the, you know, where they wear costumes. So all the episodes are about when they wear costumes and like you couldn't get like a full season, you know, or you couldn't get like, a you know. Or how about this? How about the fact that Doug's first movie was only released on VHS and um, was never released on DVD. And when it was through the Disney Movie Club, it was just the edited TV version oh, in which you oh actually God. cut to commercial. Wow. Like the screen cuts to black, comes back up, and there's the movie. And it's in full screen instead of widescreen. Oh I believe, like the original. Yeah. And it, as far as I know, even the Disney Plus version, I don't know if it's. I don't know. If it might have the fixed aspect ratio, but I, I, I don't know. That is so uh, kind of. It's just never been like properly. I want to look into that. I want to watch it on Disney Plus now. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have the four three aspect ratio oh, man, accidentally, but it, but it still has the full credits intact, and it's there's no cuts. I don't. I know. remember that. I mean, um, it's insane to me that they made that mistake with The Simpsons at launch, um, with the aspect ratio. Uh, yeah, where they where they played Simpsons well, in that. It, it's because it's made by people who make decisions who don't think about the Normal cinephiles people. out yeah. there, or yeah. the purists, the people. You know, they they don't think about that, but then they rectified it. Yeah, and well, um, what was weird was that FX did the exact same thing. They they had the exact same issue on their Simpsons based you know streaming yeah. website, and everyone complained, and they fixed it. I'm like, how did you? How, how did you inherit this? And because the, pe- the people who make decisions like that, they don't think about them. They just don't. And that, as long as they're receptive to the change. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I find interesting. And, and it always bothers me when people complain about like Disney and stuff on on like Twitter or whatever. I mean, I hate the way people complain about stuff on Twitter because it's always so like this like black and white like only this is the right way. And you know, <laughs> if you like this, you're stupid or whatever. Um, but I always hate how people when they complain about Disney. They're like, oh, I hate how Disney did this. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, who is Disney? Like, yeah. there's no one. It, it's like department. You know, like, they, like it's still departments yeah. of people. You know, like, you it's really not like. You get it. You're still doing your job. Yeah, and it's if you worked at If you worked at Lucasfilm right when you were purchased by Disney, you didn't like, like the guy, you know, Kathleen Kennedy had one boss. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not like Bob Iger was, like, going down to, you know, the Disney Channel studio and was like, I want. Phineas and Ferb to yeah. have, you know, <laughs> yeah. get rid of that joke in Phineas and Ferb. It's like there are whole departments of people. So, And that's not to say that we shouldn't, you know, get mad when 
things are bad with the company or whatever. I'm just like, I always hate when people do this like blanket like, yeah. oh, Disney ruined Mickey Marvel. Mouse. Disney ruined yeah. Star Wars or whatever. And it's like, it's much it more complicated yeah. than that. Like you, like you Clans. have no idea. Yeah. It's yeah, ugh. that like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, this is so Disney Plus has been an interesting ride because obviously the people in charge of Disney Plus have had a ton of missteps with from the Simpsons aspect ratio to the Lizzie McGuire thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's the only thing that I feel has been super successful is the Marvel stuff, like the Marvel shows. And, oh, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, that first episode of Loki was, like, killer. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I think I'm a little bit frustrated with the implementation of, like, the movies premiering on the service. Um, and I, it's, it's a weird time, yeah. and everybody's trying a different thing. Like, I, I get it. What, like, what else do you want? Just... Yeah. Go and see it in the theater, I, pay your 20 bucks, I don't know. I really hope that they get away from it a little bit, though, especially because, like, I know f- f- the stuff that I heard was that a lot of the Pixar artists who worked on Soul and on the new Luca were really, you know, bummed out um, that, like, you know, they're working at the biggest, one of the biggest animation studios in the world, and their movie that they designed for movie theaters is now just relegated to, you know, somebody's cell phone, right? Like... And it's like really bummer, you know. I'm I, I, like I, I, I feel for that, I, you know. I get it, but it, like whatever movies were going to be released during this weird time, we're going to have to suffer that fate. So yeah, a, a little bit. People at least. are seeing your art. Yeah, I think one of the things that you know was possibly a missed opportunity was just like 2021 or like you know whatever. Um, once we got out of it, it would have been like here's just a bunch of movies here's just a buttload of movies here's like every movie you could have imagined like yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know all, just like, all at once, yeah just yeah. like like we would have had like two years of just like every weekend you needed to be at the movie theater like you it's, know, been, pretty, like, it's been pretty good so far but it so. had yeah i think you know yeah. despite that fact i do i'm really sad i didn't get to see soul on the big screen yeah i'm really sad that i'm not going to get to see luca on the big screen yeah um, i was talking about that earlier and today. i think soul would have been just incredible yeah. in the movie theater i'm really i really oh, hope abs- absolutely i really hope disney you know they had a pretty like iron fist okay. uh on not playing their classic movies in movie theaters um, or at least, like, if you were going to do that, if a movie theater didn't want to do that, the price would be super high. I really hope that they go get away from that because, you know, you have all these movies. Some of them, you know, they were direct to streaming or some of them did, like, both in theater and on, in streaming. And, you know, people didn't necessarily get, get to I go mean, out to see when, them. When and, like, theaters first opened up around us near September, they were showing just classics like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future for five bucks. We went to the movie theaters a ton of times during there. Oh, yeah. Like, and, just to see the classics and yeah and we um uh i don't know if we talked about this last time but brandon and i uh work for uh the texas-based movie theater chain alamo draft house and um you know they're part of their whole shtick is like doing movie parties yeah you know and like they play a classic movie you get props you can quote along with the lines if it's a musical you can sing along you know you get uh in beetlejuice when they do the uh the deo sequence you you everybody gets up and does a conga line around the theater like that is so much fun and brandon and i have like a billion ideas we're like toy story movie party star wars movie party like we are ready with like all these disney movies and and uh some of the biggest movie parties disney now owns you know like the princess bride that was a huge we would do princess bride movie parties like all summer long you know and so I'm I'm like just crossing my fingers and hoping that like Disney, you know, and I hey enough enough money and peer pressure. They, yeah, they, I mean, come on, they're a business. They want the money. Hopefully, 
You know, it, it would, they um, would make bank. They would make bank. You imagine you play, you know, Toy Story. You play you, you, Beauty and the Beast. I mean, come on. Like, Speaking of movies, though, guys, with the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated coming out this year, are you guys, how are you guys doing on that? How's everything going? Please don't ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's still time. No pressure. There, we don't need to say anything. But are you still excited? Is the is the energy still oh, there? Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. I, I think, think so. The biggest issue is that, <laughs> as with every single project that Brandon and I do, mm-hmm. we are just way more. Uh, ambitious oh, yeah. than we think we're being like we think we're being like reasonably ambitious we always jump for the deep end and then like yeah it's like we <laughs> jump in the pool thinking we're in like the you know, in like the the five feet area yeah. and we're actually in, in the like the 10 feet, feet area <laughs> we're like oh wait a minute we could still swim but <laughs> yeah, we're like it's, yeah it's like we just got to find our footing a little bit yeah but yeah we're it's you know it's we're coming down yeah, to the wire and uh it is it's looking really good it looks though. really good yeah. like, just the way that i decided to do this animation was again very Jeez. ambitious yeah. basically doing hand-drawn animation and then turning it into stop motion very unique um, though which is going to look super cool but it is just taking forever it's a big learning to curve. get all the frames ready to go uh-huh. to print out and to uh cut out and then to photograph um, yeah and yeah and then we have the live action sections uh, yeah. which will be a lot easier to shoot we just have oh, yeah. Prepped that yet, but no you know, uh, the shooting is going to take like s- super fast. It's just been this animation. I also recently got a new job, so we've just it's been really hard to like yeah. sit down and focus in on it. And then, of course, time. I mentioned we were doing that other video project too, and we've got we just have so much going a lot on. Of stuff like, on our plates right now. So, I, I like I've been telling myself like the last week, I'm like, okay, you know what? I just got to sit down, I'm just going to do SpongeBob. Like, this is the yeah. only thing I'm doing is the SpongeBob rehydrator because <laughs> it is looking super cool. Um, the stuff that I have right now. Um, and like, I'm really proud of it and I know it's going to look super cool and I, it's just going to be a long, uh, couple weeks getting it done, but it is going to be totally worth it. I'm really hey, excited. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm excited for the premiere. I'm excited to see what you guys have. Uh, I, before we, we end today, is there any like lasting thoughts of Shanghai, the SpongeBob movie, anything you guys want to promote? Anything you guys want to quickly say here? Well, um, I will say that uh, before I do any shout-outs, um, <laughs> I, I just think Shanghai is one of my favorites of all time. Like I said, Brandon and I quoted it in high school. Oh, yeah. It has so many classic moments, little 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 lee and uh, <laughs> you know, the perfume department. Brandon, what's your, Brandon, what's your favorite quote? Um, from Shanghai, um, man, um, definitely uh, you're good. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Don't worry, Captain. We'll buff out those scratches. I mean, we just said that so much. Many times. Yeah, Yeah. to Mr. Seifert. Oh, it's so damn funny. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, Captain. We'll buff out those scratches. The cut back to the the ship. Oh, works every time. I mean, (laughs) if somebody scratched my car as long as they said that afterwards and I got a chuckle out of it, I'd probably forgive them. All the the giant, like, pieces of wood flying past SpongeBob's face. Yeah, flying Dutchman's just like, Yeah, him leaning on the ship like he's really signed to it it's so good um and i think it's just a perfectly crafted yeah. spongebob episode because oh, yeah. it's it's episodic it, it obviously ends in a place where you can't <laughs> like they're not going to serialize that they're not going to come it's back all in that. 11 it, minutes yeah and they it it has the perfect ingredients you know spongebob and patrick are perfectly stupid and naive yeah. um and eager to work with the dutchman even though they're trapped there <laughs> and you know you have squidward being the curmudgeon who's like yeah. sort of the you got level-headed it's still the the other 
yeah, point it's of just guidance. it is a perfect recipe for a perfect episode. Definitely I think. one of the favorites. It's in my um, top five without a doubt. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> in terms of shout outs and stuff, I I want to shout out. Um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last time. My sister's podcast, uh, yeah. the Q for You podcast. Um, there's a SpongeBob anime uh, that is very funny and crazy and weird on YouTube um, by the animator Narmak. Uh, and if you like that kind of thing, you'll enjoy uh, that podcast uh, and her YouTube channel, um, Mia Fran. Um, but otherwise, you can catch me and Brandon uh, oh, yeah. at Truman Pictures uh, on YouTube. Um, and of course we have our podcast, the video vault, which is on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're, we're coming back and we got to get you on. We got to get you on captain Eric. Yeah. (coughs) Oh, of course. Absolutely. I I, have me on anytime you'd like. And, and I would absolutely have you guys on again. Uh, there's certainly more episodes to come. We're, we're chugging away towards season three. So I'm sure I'll have you guys on soon enough. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you, Skylar, Brandon. Thank you, guys. Like, I appreciate it. Brandon, do you have anything you'd want to shout uh, out, my friend? No, I, I'm pretty much as one with Skylar. So. Our, our uh, st- tell them to look out for our new videos coming out soon. Yeah, our new videos? Yeah, they're <laughs> short. We got a new short coming out soon. Yeah. Um, we get... We've got our Bill and Ted project that we're, that we're working on. We can, um, I think we could say what that series is yeah. called. Uh, cardboard Music Videos. Yeah. There that's, it is. It's going to be called Cardboard Music Videos. So that, uh, keep an eye out on our stuff. We're... Absolutely. We're, I'm all here busy, for it. We're busy, guys. Um, it's, it's good to be back to work, though. I, I missed the film life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was... I'll tell you what. When we filmed yeah. that video... Um, it was very that we're talking about the rehydrating. We we <laughs> shot for like an hour and we just like we were drenched in sweat. But I, yeah. at the end of it, we both were like this we was so it. much fun it, yeah. to get back into filming and stuff. Like we hadn't filmed in a really long time. Yeah. Ah, hey, there we go. I love look. I love when creative people creative people get to be creative. It's the best thing in the world. So guys, keep on being creative. And legitimately, I cannot wait to see what you guys pull out for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. You're hydrated. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank it's you very be a blast. much. It's awesome to be on. No here problem, again. guys. Thank you for coming on again. Skylar and Brandon. Oh, yeah. Pictures. Hell yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Captain Eric. Thanks for having us. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy.